Welcome to the Tinnitus Doctor Podcast with Dr. Kelly Dyson. Whether it's tinnitus, hypercusis, or misophonia, we hear you. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Dyson, the tinnitus doctor. A lot of people ask me why I got into doing tinnitus therapy and specializing in tinnitus and sound sensitivity disorders. My answer is always the same. It's because I suffer from it myself. Right now I'm in my sound booth recording this and the ringing in my ears is just so loud and so annoying. I got my first tinnitus when I was 12 years old. I had my eardrums rupture from what they call an acute middle ear infection, meaning it came on very suddenly. I went to the doctor and by that night, my eardrums had ruptured and they were like that for about two years. And that left me with permanent ringing in both ears. It's a high pitch, sort of high pitch tone. And it's there all the time. And I didn't know that it wasn't normal until I got to college. And I was in my very first introduction to audiology course, which I had to take because I thought I was going to become a speech pathologist. And in undergraduate school, the two go hand in hand. You have to take classes in each. And when they started talking about tinnitus and describing it, I said, wait a minute, do you mean everybody doesn't hear this sound? And the whole class looked at me like, no, because I didn't remember what silence sounded like. Then about 10 years ago, I was sitting in my office and I thought that someone had left the phone off the hook because I could only hear a dial tone. And I said, hey, would somebody please shut off that phone or hang that phone up? And nobody answered. And I yelled down the hall, hey, whoever's got that phone off the hook, please hang it up. And finally, someone peeked their head around the corner and said, there's no phone off the hook in here. And that's when I realized it was my ear. I walked into my sound booth, shut the door, and I could still hear it. Then about seven or eight years ago, I started hearing a tone like a European police siren just in my right ear. And it's very loud and very obnoxious. And it just sounds like do-do-do-do-do-do all day long. And it's always there no matter what. When I got the dial tone tinnitus, that's when I started specializing. I just did any kind of training I could, whether it was online, I flew all over the country to training uh, courses, seminars, anything that I could read or get my hands on about tinnitus because I experienced firsthand what it was like to not be able to function from. See, when you get tinnitus as a kid, and it's estimated that up to 50% of children with normal hearing have some sort of ringing in their ears, your body just doesn't know that there's something wrong. It thinks that this is just part of how things are. And so children don't complain about it. It's not until they're asked that kids say, yeah, I hear this sound or that sound. It doesn't mean it's any less annoying. There are a lot of problems that come along with children and hearing loss, and we'll go into that in a further episode. As an adult, our brains are 
already fully formed and we're set in our way, so to speak. And it's sort of like you cannot teach an old dog new tricks. So what we have to do is use sound therapy to retrain the brain to ignore the tinnitus because it won't do it on its own. You, For years, our treatment has been just ignore it, just learn to live with it, don't pay attention to it. And that's just not an adequate treatment for when you have a sound in your ear that is so loud, you just know that other people can hear it. It's that loud. And other people cannot hear it. And it's a phantom sound. In other words, it's your, your brain is producing it. So we have to go in and give the brain something else to listen to. And that's what we do with sound therapy. We use a term in the industry called a masker. And that's a misnomer, really, because we're not masking out the tinnitus. Why don't we mask it out? I mean, it sounds great. It sounds great if you can just cover it up and you don't have to listen to the tinnitus anymore. But if we do that, then when we remove the masking device to take a shower or, or some people remove it when they sleep, some people don't. But when you take it off, then the tinnitus seems louder than ever. So instead, we use a specific targeted sound therapy. It's different for each individual. It's very tailored if it's done correctly. And it teaches the emotional part of the nervous system that's reacting to the tinnitus to stop reacting. In other words, the tinnitus still exists, but who cares if it exists if your brain's not listening to it? Like right now, I've been sitting in the sound booth and I you know, haven't thought about my hair the whole time I've been in here, but it's been there the entire time. Well, who cares? If I'm not paying attention to it, who cares if it's there? That's how the tinnitus therapy works. We teach the brain to quit being bothered by it. See, right now I'm not bothered by my hair, so I'm not thinking about it other than the fact that I'm talking about it. Sound therapy is very, very effective. If patients come in, what we do in the office is we measure the loudness as well as the pitch of their tinnitus. And that helps us to tailor the therapy specifically to their ringing. Now, how do you find someone who specializes in this? Very simple. The American Tinnitus Association, ata.org, has a website where you can go on to and find a provider. You put in your zip code and it will tell you all the people who have had adequate training in your area, who have gone and studied under the various tinnitus gurus, if you will. I'm going to go to that website right now. So I'm opening up ata.org and then I'm going to scroll down to the middle of the page, find a medical provider. And it says, click here to find a provider now. And it defaults to someone in London. That's probably because the person's last name starts with AA. So you just put in 20 mile radius from, you put in your zip code in your state or province, hit apply, and it'll bring up the people in your area who specialize in this. And patients do find me this way because again, I am a tinnitus specialist. 
If you have any questions, feel free to go to my website, suncoastaudiology.com. Or like I said, you can go to ata.org. It's a wonderful website. And there are a lot of things online that will talk about cures for tinnitus. That is not true. There are no cures for tinnitus. These vitamins that talk about no ring, uh, cure-all tinnitus. Here's the deal with those. If I take a placebo, if I fill up a capsule with whatever, sugar, if you will, and I put a label on it that says, this will cure your tinnitus, and I sell it on Amazon, and you go and buy it, and it doesn't work, well, you cannot return it to me because it's been opened. You have to open it to try it. And of course, you cannot open and return a product. You can only return it if it's unused. So these places online and magazines, television, will offer to sell these to you and people try them. I have patients that have bought them at their local drugstore and they tell me they do not work, but I take them anyway, just in case. But they'll come right out and say they don't work. Now, a lot of them will take those and say they don't work and they never buy them again. But I have had people that, that took them even though they didn't work because they just want something. They just need that hope. Well, the hope that's out there is tinnitus therapy. It's very effective when it's done by a professional, a tinnitus professional. And... Again, they're very easy to find on the ata.org website in, in the United States and Canada. So if you have any questions, give us a call. And I hope you have a wonderful day and happy hearing. This is Dr. Dyson signing off.